All right, we're back with another episode of the Infatuation Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in. This is part two of our top five Chinese food dishes. I hope you listened to part one. That was dropped last week. Uh, it took me a little longer to get this out than I planned, but hopefully this will start your week off with a bang. So we are going to pick up where we left off. We are picking five Chinese dishes that we enjoy. They're not necessarily the best dishes in the world, but these are the dishes that we enjoy the most. And I'm joined by my guests again. We have Lingji, one of the co-hosts from the Worst Asian Podcast. We have Kat Lu from Subtle Asian Baking. And we have Bill and Caitlin Leung from The Walks of Life. And so we had a good time doing this episode a couple couple weeks back, but I hope you enjoy this. Happy mid-December, everyone. Hope that you're doing great, and we really hope that you enjoy this episode. And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, so let's get to... The next round. Now, whoever wants to pick first can pick first. Well, let me spin the wheel here. Let's spin the wheel. There's only two of us left on the wheel. Uh, All right. So the next round is started by, all right, Cat Lou. That's good. Last time I did this, I got the first pick and everyone yelled at me and said it was rigged. (laughs) So I'm glad you got it, Cat. So, okay. So we're going to go, this round will be Cat, Lingji, me and then Caitlin. All right, what level do you want to do, Kat? What's left? B, C, and D? B, C, D. So I guess we'll just go down with B. Just keep going uh, down. Okay. Yeah, just any noodle dish. Okay. Uh, yeah. my Singapore chow my fun. That's your that's not your really go-to. Singaporean, but uh, it has the Southeast Asian flavors, a little bit spicy, not that spicy, but again, something that's very comforting. And almost every Chinese restaurant can make one. A little bit different, but most of them are always like that yellow tinge color with the curry powder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always has some ham and shrimp. I don't know if that's chicken. No, maybe some pork. A, a mis- ma- mi- like yeah. mash yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. No, um, and it's actually one. also very easy to make. So one of my favorite dishes. So solid for B class. Yeah, I think so. here. Uh, should we just throw in a bunch of different noodles here too? I think, I think we kind of lump them in a little bit, unless you have a really special noodle, but I think we'll throw in the chow mein, the chow fun too. Uh, gotta go with noodles, right? Are you guys noodle or rice people? What are you? I'm definitely a rice person. However, noodles are pantheon. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say noodle soup. Okay. Would be a, a distinction slash extension of this. Yeah. Uh, this entry because yeah. a noodle soup is so quintessentially Chinese, mm-hmm. and all of the, not all, but a lot of the complexity is in the broth, and you know it's so tough to. Yeah. It can be tough to recreate an excellent, excellent broth. And there's so many places like in China, Chinese places in America that, you know, do it every single day. And it's amazing. Yeah. You know, just making like the best bone broths and like meat broths and stuff. And like, if you add in like a hand pulled noodle on top of it, Mm, forget it. Yeah. So good. Forget about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rice is a great accompaniment, but as a meal by itself, you you know, noodles can be a whole meal. 
by itself. I'm gonna, I love the chow fun with the gravy. With the, now, I know Bill makes a good chow fun, beef chow fun with gravy. So <laughs> one of these days. Yeah. I love it. I love that one. That's controversial, controversial, Curtis, because the dry versus mm. uh, wet debate. My sister is a diehard for dry. Really? And I have to I have to say, so am I. I actually made the mistake once. We were ordering takeout uh during lockdown for the car and I accidentally fumbled the football and ordered the wet. Oh. And she made she made me go back <laughs> and order the dry. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is worth it. The I'm walk so of sorry. shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah no i i like both but you know for some reason i'm, I'm kind of more graving the last year or two it's been more my go-to but uh lingji favorite noodle um similar flavors similar flavors as sweet so you uh dan dan mian. Uh-huh. so it's yeah. the, it's that same thing it's got the spices it's got uh scallions minced pork uh sometimes it has a little bit of sesame paste and or peanut butter paste yeah. uh and it's using those wheat noodles that's like my favorite go-to noodle if i have to i'm generally not a rice or noodle kind of guy but if I have to, I'll have that. I, I need it to have like a lot of uh, strong flavors. Uh. You're generally not a rice or noodle kind of guy. What is this? He's I a low carb. So <laughs> you should be expelled based on this alone. What are you doing here? It's not that he doesn't like it, I'm, he just chooses. <laughs> I'm the weird person that when I cook traditional Chinese food for my family, the only person at the table that eats rice is my son. Oh so my he has God. his bowl of white rice and eats everything. Me and my wife have just grown over the years of being together that we don't eat rice with our food anymore. So <laughs> it gives me more space to have more of the dishes, if that's a plus. Uh-huh. I guess. Oh my God, shock. That's a trendy, that's a trendy thing in China too. All the, really? uh, all the young kids are low carb. No, low carb, low carb. Who rice? Nobody. Like crickets. Really? Crickets. Now, yeah, it's, it's a... It's a dark turn of events, frankly. I don't know that I approve. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. Well, maybe it's a sign of wealth a little bit. You know, you can flex on people, say, hey, we don't want to fill up on uh, rice. We only... I think there is something to that. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's why my dad, who came from a poverty background, yeah. will used to just chug down like three bowls of rice before he had like two pieces yeah. of anything from the table because mm. it's that mindset. You got to fill up yeah. on what you can from the cheapest, the cheapest thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> The Asian food in general is so like flavorful that we just have to have rice. I don't really eat rice, but my family, like my boys, oh my god, they love, I love rice. It. Like I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Filipino food too has very yeah. flavorful seaseg, and then like your your chow, whatever. Yeah, you just have to pair it with rice, and that's just us. Rice though. is life. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's kind of like if you if you're having a a warm cookie at night and you're looking for the milk, the kids are looking. Hey, you gotta have the rice with the especially that's, that's me. Especially you got the gravy, you gotta have the rice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, let's see. Next up is Lingji in the B tier. Chashu or roast yeah. pork chashu. Uh, it's a Cantonese style. Roast pork with a lightly sweet glaze on it. Uh, people just know it when it's that red yeah, pork meat. Yeah. Um, I think it's up there because it's so versatile. Sometimes you can have it just over rice or have a sambal fun with, with, with other uh-huh. roast meats with it. Or what I like to do is sometimes I'll just buy it and I'll freeze it up in the fridge. So when I make fried rice later, I'll take it yeah. out. I'll chop it up into pieces or uh, roast pork stir fried with eggs. You know, like It's just like it's, yeah, versatile. Yeah protein just to have in the fridge whenever you need it it's the sweet and salty fatty yeah it's got everything <laughs> bill what, sure. what kind of beat what kind of meat are we getting for our our chasu 
Super nice. I it, well, you usually get a, a a fatty marbled pork shoulder, like a pork butt, or you know, a cut here in the U.S. We uh, that I think is really good is actually uh, country ribs. Country ribs, yeah. You know, boneless country ribs. So they they're nice and marbled, and they're actually cut in the shape of the of the of the of the tassia already. So uh, makes it easy. But I'll I'll tell you there, you know, for for all all these uh, uh, coastal people. Which is which is everybody here basically? Right? <laughs> it's like yeah, we just go buy it. It's great. You kind of take it for granted. But all the uh, all, all all those who don't have a good, you know, place where they can get chasu, you know, the kind hanging in the in the, mm-hmm. in the front that we all take granted for for granted. I think you know they make it themselves. So one of our most popular recipes on the blog is is the chasu recipe. All right. And yeah, you're right. Every... It's so so versatile. Freeze it, you know, and you keep it and, and you can stir fry with it. You can make fried rice with it. But, you know, most of the time it doesn't last. <laughs> you know, you don't have anything. Yeah, left. exactly. Yeah. There's nothing left to <laughs> save for later. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to buy two plates full. One to actually eat that night and one just to throw directly into so the freezer. Right. So don't yeah, even... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy buy half pound more than you think you need. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Oh yeah, and I was gonna say throw it in some ramen too. There's nothing wrong with chasu in your ramen too. All right. That leads us to me. All right, so I'm on the beat here. All right, this is gonna be now we should say that some of us here are several generations here in America. So, uh, you know, I'm four or fifth, fourth or fifth generation here in America. And so my my grandfather actually was born, my, my mom's dad was born overseas. And he used to let me order when we got to the restaurant. And whenever I would order this, he would kind of give me the disappointed look. He wasn't mad, but he was disappointed and it's sweet and sour pork you know (laughs) one of my favorite dishes in the whole world (laughs) but he'd say order whatever you want and i would say i want the sweet and sour pork and he would look at me like oh it's lost this generation is lost but i love it it's so good it's crunchy it's sweet it's sour it's salty you know it's got that it's just got that tang to it you gotta have it with some rice lingji you gotta put a little rice on there but uh, so good. It's just, you know, I, I to this day, I still do it. If I'm going to a restaurant, I'll get the sweet and sour pork. I don't know what it is. It's so good. Classic. Um, Bill, I'm it's guessing it. you have a recipe for this, Bill. <laughs> yes, we do. It's a classic dish. But, you know, I feel like uh, a lot of people ha- like now the, uh, the, the, the Peking style dish, uh-huh. it's like the Peking pork chops. It's all yeah. it's just like a sweet and sour, but... They injected. They put a little bit of uh, you know soy in it. It's a little bit more uh, a little bit more on the savory side, but still, it's very good. But sweet and sour, right on, Curtis. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh man, yeah. You know, hardcore, hardcore Chinese people might say that's not really Chinese food, but like we said, it's been here for 170 years. You know, it's pretty much American. It's part of the American pantheon of of cooking now. It's it's one of the dishes that everyone thinks of when they think of Chinese food. So delicious. All right, next up in the B tier, bring us home, Caitlin. So. Well, you got me thinking now with the sweet and sour pork stuff. Okay, okay. Actually, actually, actually. I am going to make a plea <laughs> for the <laughs> humble bowl of white rice. Okay. Just okay. the white rice. <laughs> In your face, Lingy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think, I mean, honestly, as soon as I thought about it, I was disappointed that I didn't put it up for the S tier because it is, that is the canvas. That is the flavor amplifier. It uh, makes everything better. It just does. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the the eternal accompaniment. It's always mm-hmm. there. And, you know, funnily enough, uh, the best rice doesn't come from China. It comes from Thailand. Jasmine, huh. Thai jasmine yeah. rice is usually what you want to yeah. get at the store. So good. Um, so fluffy. Yeah, just fragrant and delicious and you know a bite of white rice just hits those little uh those little dopamine receptors in your brain different uh-huh. you know <laughs> yeah yeah because it because in the, in our caveman days it meant survival you know that's <laughs> like right if, if you got if you got a bite of rice you were like oh we can live another day <laughs> that's right you know? that's yeah. right i i i mean there's a we we actually were talking once with the she of Xi'an Famous Foods, the owners, um, the dad, I, his name is escaping me. He's a very sweet man. And he he's he was saying that in their family, like for Cantonese folks like us, uh, you know, if you don't have white rice, like you're not satisfied. And then for him, uh-huh. he was like, oh, see, we don't have noodles and we're not satisfied. So it does vary region to region yeah. and obviously there's uh, you know anomalies like lingji but <laughs> <laughs> you know i just yeah. think it's yeah. uh it's quintessential and it's I think it's so. the best i'm yeah. not living that low carb life i i'm leaning into no. rice. <laughs> yeah, well my grandma had a saying too that if someone came over that wasn't expected you know like someone came over to dinner mm-hmm. that wasn't expected she would say something like uh, two more bites of rice for everyone, or something like that. In in, in it's kind of like a way of saying, "Hey, everyone has a couple more bites of rice, and there'll be enough food for everyone." Mm. You know, we'll get we'll get through it. Yeah. And and you know, as a as a life scientist, uh, you know, without rice, this world would be in bad shape. You know, totally. in terms of the population, for like sure. millions, billions of people depend on the calories that come from rice just to get through the day. And so, totally. you know, you gotta. You got to put it on the list somewhere. I would almost say we got to put it above the Mount Rushmore. You know, yeah, it's I know. Kind of the, yeah, it's like the, the god know. of all things. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we did the Korean one, you know, kimchi was kind of that for us when right. we did the Korean food right. list. That makes kinda, sense. It's not really a, a, its own thing. I mean, it's not really a dish. It's it's every dish. Yes, you know, yes, way. yes. But no, I, I have no problem with you picking rice. That was awesome. <laughs> I have a dad joke. Okay, go ahead. Okay, what can you eat a few thousand of and never get full or it won't get full of? So that's it for the beats here. Let's go. Let's see. This is my turn to pick first now. So I'm going to go. Wow. I just realized you guys picked a lot of the ones on my list. <laughs> Am I running now? Okay. So I, I will just keep going down. I'm going to go with the C tier. Now this one, uh, Bill, you're gonna have to help me on this one, or Caitlin too. You're gonna help me if this is a Chinese Chinese dish or a Chinese American dish. I'm going with honey walnut prawns, mm. which is one of my favorite things to order. It's so good. Like the mayonnaise makes me think it's not Chinese, <laughs> right? Like that's that's more of an American thing. What do you, Bill? What do you think? So you know, it depends if you have it at uh, 
Panda Express or if you have it at your local Chinese place. That's true. That's, That's right. true. <laughs> That's right. Can you find it in China? They have this dish in China? You know, I haven't had it in China, actually. Yeah. No. It, it, you know, had it in Hong Yeah. Yeah, and, and even in, in, in Hong Kong, I don't think, you know what, why I think also? Because there's so many other choices that you've never yeah. had before that That's you want true. to have something different. But uh, yeah. uh, the honey walnut dish is, is a clearly a banquet dish, right? Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's always there. And uh, for me, that, that crunch of the shrimp and that little bit of, uh, you mm. can all, you don't, you know, the mayonnaise is globbed on there, but you can always scrape a little bit off it and, you know, <laughs> not not take all of it. And yeah. those walnuts are just killer. Oh, this God. candied walnuts. Yeah. yeah. It's a cornstarch dredge. It's, it's not really, it's like a really thin batter on the shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's a really simple recipe. We have it on the blog. Uh, and the hardest part is actually making the candied walnuts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's easy to burn those things. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, you know, if you're not, if you're not averse to, to using the deep fryer, the best way to do it is to, is to deep fry the walnuts and then, yeah. and then candy them. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, deep fry, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. So, honey walnut prawns in this round. This is round C, tier C. So, next up is Kaylin. Back to you. Okay. I'm, um, I think I'm going to say, uh, honestly, probably one of the best street food items I ever had is the uh, jambing. So freaking good uh, and it might not be familiar so if you're listening and you're not chinese or you've never visited china you might not know what it is basically it's like this it's made on this giant rotating hot griddle like a round griddle uh, and then uh, they make this like sticky dough that's like made with some combination of like grains like millet and all different, I don't know, all different wheat kinds flour. of grains. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's just millet, but there's like wheat flour, whatever. And it's not a crepe. It's like a sticky dough that they drag across this hot griddle. Uh-huh. And then it makes this thin pancake that's like crispy. And then they crack an egg over it. And then they sprinkle like scallions and cilantro and like maybe some oh. like hoisin sauce or like sweet bean sauce. And then they the 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 grumpy unsmiling lady is like you want it spicy and then you say yes i want it spicy and then she drizzles the chili oil over it and then you can put different stuff in the middle so my go-to is a piece of yo in the middle uh-huh. because i like the chewy carb on the crispy carb carb uh-huh. on carb carb on carb or you could do like a crispy wonton skin like fried wonton wrapper which is not my bag but i respect it <laughs> and then if you're really hard, oh, and then sometimes they'll put like a few pieces of romaine lettuce because, you know, healthy. Yeah, right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're really hardcore, you can put a hot dog on it. Okay. Okay. So that is a. Endless possibilities. Yeah. That okay. is a really delicious thing. They cut it in half. They put it in a little thin plastic bag and then go on your merry way and you can eat it while you're walking. And it's just the most delicious thing. And it's it's one of those things that's nearly, nearly impossible to recreate at home because we've tried. Uh (laughs) I've made the sticky dough and I tried to do the whole thing and Uh we got a special pan and all this nonsense. But the good workaround for home chefs is actually using a tortilla. A Mexican style tortilla. So 
Uh, I'm sorry, not a Mexican style tortilla, a flour tortilla. Okay. A large okay. flour tortilla that you'd use for like a burrito. So not necessarily like a corn tortilla wouldn't work. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it kind of gets a similar crispness to it. And it's obviously much easier so that you can focus your enjoyment on the finished product. Uh-huh. And that that recipe is on our blog. And I was very proud of it when I came up with it because I was like, wow, this is... This is the best approximation that I've had. Yeah, close, yeah. close enough to be yeah. satisfying. Yeah, right. And I think in flushing there might be one or two spots to get. I'm not a hundred percent sure, There's but places to get it in flushing. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of places. There's a couple. There's one spot in particular uh, that kind of blew up because lots of influencers, Instagrammers have been going by nearby. So <laughs> it used to be that I could just walk there and buy it off the street. But now because it's so popular, because of these people that have showed it online, you actually have to call in advance to order it. Uh, and then oh my God. they'll pack it for you. Yeah, so they're oh, ruining okay. my life yeah. by making it harder to get <laughs> I know. Ah, influencers. <laughs> I say that with a couple influencers here right now. <laughs> All right, good pick. It, yeah, so we're getting kind of into the nostalgia, like, you know, specific memory level here. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is great. Okay, so after Kaylin is Kat. Do we only have to do savory? No, no. Hey, we're talking to the maven of subtle Asian bacon. Excellent point, Kat. We've been very heavily savory leaning. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, let's go with Asian desserts. I mean, Chinese desserts. And my one of my favorite one is not the healthiest because it's deep fried, but the uh, dasi nai, the fried milk. Mm. Oh. That you can get at any restaurants, Chinese restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. um, I made them at home. So it's with like condensed milk, milk, and cornstarch. And then you just put it into the refrigerator. It solidifies and you cut it. Then you bread it. You can bread it a few different ways. Uh-huh. It could be panko breading or like, uh, and I think it's another cornstarch breading. But the beauty about it is that when you like fry it or you can air fry or pan fry, whatever, it comes out melty and it's not yeah. too sweet. It's just so delicious and creamy. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. something that you wouldn't think would come out of China. It's fried milk. So I'm not really sure the origins of it. I think it's, Cantonese in origin, we'll have to ask Bell. Um, but not too hard to make, but for some reason they just make it better in in Chinese restaurants than at it home. It might be Taiwan. I think it might be Taiwanese. Taiwanese? Yeah, I'm actually not sure. Tatsi Nai. But you see that in Hong Kong quite a bit. Yeah. 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 It's it's All delicious. Right. And dim sum restaurants, Chinese so, restaurants. Yeah, it's kind I of unexpected. Had it in a Taiwanese yeah. restaurant. I don't mm. think I think it is it is Cantonese, I okay. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Asian Chinese desserts with the yeah. should have been dang it, I should have been S tier. <laughs> we can move it up if you want. We can move it up. No, but, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm no, it's it. on the list. As long as it's on the list, that means we like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now that's cool. Yeah. I I think I think in Taiwan because I had it in Taiwan. But yeah, if it, it's it could be southern as well. Yeah. All right. That brings us to where are we? We are with Lingji. Um, so this is just because I grew up with this as a kid. So they probably wouldn't do this nowadays because they they probably call child protective services. But I was <laughs> seven, eight years old, and I was used to have to cook for myself. Actually, it's not even cook for myself. Cook for myself, but have enough food for my parents to come back when they would come back. So. <laughs> You can That's imagine awesome. like as a seven, eight-year-old kid, you don't really have many things you can make, but uh, steamed egg 
was one of the things that we always made as a kid because mm. I can only chop so many things when I'm that young. So uh-huh. the recipe in particular that I learned from my parents was uh, like one four seven method. So it's one uh-huh. can of chicken broth, four eggs, and seven minutes. One four seven. That's how I re- remembered uh-huh. it as a kid. So one fourteen ounce can of chicken broth, four eggs. Um, all beat together into like a like a relatively wide metal pan, and then steam for seven minutes. And then you take it out. You put a little bit of soy sauce, some oil, some scallions if you want it that way. But that's one of the things I always made as a kid when I had to cook dinner for myself before my parents came home. Ah. And back then, back then I did have white rice. <laughs> yeah. As you should. Yeah. But yeah, you could do you could do some glass noodles in there. You could do some pork in there. There's so many variations on that. It's so yummy and fluffy. It's great. That was actually one that I was thinking of. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Okay. It's a good yeah. one. No, that's perfect. Did, did you ever put in uh dried shrimp in that? Uh now I have, but as a kid, nothing that complex. I was yeah. remember one, four, and seven. That's all I had to do. Couldn't mess up. One, four, seven. That's a very good rule of thumb, That is a good actually. rule. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Ratios yeah. are always perfect. Um, obviously if you have tiny medium sized eggs compared to jumbo eggs, it probably varies a little bit, but just large eggs and seven minutes was always perfect. I never messed it up. It was always perfectly cooked through, but not overly cooked as well. Nice. All right. All right. Nice. So we are through the C tier. What's left is the D tier. Now, again, th- we talked about this when we did the Korean food. These are not bad foods. They're D tier. These are delicious foods, but they may be a little more common or a little a little less fancy maybe or whatever. But we have a lot left that we can choose from. So I don't know how to determine the order here, but let's go... Should we go youngest to oldest? But we'll we'll do ladies first. How about we go Kaylin, Kat, Lingji, and then me on this one? How about that? Okay. Hmm. There's a lot left. <laughs> I know. There there's a whole wide world left. Uh-huh. I am I'm tempted to go with the the sweets shouldn't be ignored. Okay. But I am a savory girl. So uh-huh. Perhaps I'll put them aside. I think that my my D tier pick to round out my top five is probably a whole poached chicken. Okay. I'm really sh- I'm really showing my Cantonese roots here. Mm-hmm. I just think it's <clears throat> it's just so good. I yeah. mean, it's perfectly cooked. Again has the element of like the unexpected to it right somebody's like oh well uh it's just a boiled chicken i mean it's not Uh technically boiled it should be simmered at low low heat but you know like it doesn't immediately sound appetizing but everything about it is in like the technique so like Uh simmering at a low heat with ginger and scallion and cooking it whole so it's like not dry at all and like no part of it is overcooked and then Serving it with like the ginger scallion oil, uh-huh. maybe a little soy sauce, and that white rice. When it hits that rice, uh-huh. well, that's all <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's and 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 I I left out the 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 ice bath that it goes into, uh-huh. and then it gives the chicken skin that sort of snappy texture to it mm-hmm. that gives it a little gelatinous texture to it. Yeah, and um. Yeah, and I think that another signature part of it is 
the fact that it's a Chinese chicken, like a Buddhist style chicken, which mm. is usually not only is it sold and cooked and served whole, but it's also actually like a heritage breed of chicken. Mm-hmm. And like we <clears throat> we met um, Anita Lee, who is actually like a second or third generation like chicken farmer (laughs) and she has a company called bobo poultry that sells that still processes like raises processes and sells um whole buddhist style chickens and she takes great pride in the types of breeds that she sells because they're actually like heritage breeds they're not like these kind of mass market chickens and i think that's something that's definitely endured in the chinese community I mean, obviously in China and then definitely here, uh, which I think is very special and Mm -hmm. honestly makes the dish too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just any chicken. Yeah. So I think that's my, my D pick. No, not, not at all D in spirit, but you know, it's rounding out the list. (laughs) Your last pick. I'm surprised that that's D level. I know. I know. You know, (laughs) it's it was between the chicken and the fish and that S uh-huh. level. And I was like, I don't know, maybe uh, kinda, it's a kinda, little too uh, jumping the gun to put it in the S level. <laughs> kind of similar though, in a way that, that it's it's not, it's about the ingredient, the freshness of the ingredient mm-hmm. and the technique. It's not, you know, 25 ingredients. It's not 25 right. steps, you know, but it's just right. execution and quality. Totally. Yeah. All right. Going to Cat Lou with your D pick. Can we go back to sweets or we covered that already? You do whatever you want, Kat. This I can is... do whatever I want? Yeah. Okay, let me think about it. No, sweets is fine. <laughs> go to, go to Linji first. Let me think. All right, Linji. Okay, this is quintessential Asian-American, maybe New York Chinese-American. But as a kid, everyone of my generation grew up going to a Chinese takeout spot as a kid. And you didn't get anything really Chinese. But I think this somehow belongs on this list somewhere because we used to always get from a Chinese takeout place fried chicken wings yes. with pork fried rice yeah like just yeah. those two things those two. and i have a lot of i have a lot of friends that uh, are fj and their families own uh chinese takeout spots and chick uh, fried chicken wings is like one or two most popular things across yeah, maybe it's just a new york chinese takeout thing but no, that was everywhere. always something that we got <laughs> that was maybe one or two from a chinese takeout place so, so good, just think yeah. about it it's a very simple fried chicken right so probably just salt and salt and pepper batter it's not anything too crispy it's not like double fried or anything um and then you have fried rice with it yeah. We always used to do it because me and my friends didn't have a lot of money. So we used to get one order and there would be three or four chicken wings. And then you could evenly split up the wings without fighting over who got right, the, right. Who got more right. or less. And Shareable. then the rice, you could split up as well. So yeah. just from a very New York, Asian, American perspective, I feel like that belongs at, at least on this tier. What are we, C or D tier right We're now? D now, We're D. Yeah. Yeah, D We're tier, D. Yeah. That's a good one. That's I, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> yeah, I got a picky eater. She doesn't eat a lot of things, but she loves those salt and pepper chicken wings. Yeah. Oh, Linja, yeah, that all I gotta say is boom. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> <might> <laughs> <drop>. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I gotta correct you on a couple of things though on this. Is okay. That they're not just salt and pepper. There's actually some ingredients on here, and you can check. You can check it out. We one, that's one of, the, one of our most popular recipes: fried chicken wings, Chinese takeout fried chicken wings. And uh, and they're easy to make, and they are double fried. 
Yeah. Oh, they are. Are they double fried because that to speed up the cooking process when someone orders it? So like they're fried ninety percent and then they're just fried again the extra ten percent. That's when they serve it, or is it well, meant to couple, be double fried? Couple of things from a consumer point of view, right? They're crispier, so yeah. you got to fry them and then you got to let them rest for five six minutes. Let all that juice settle in and settle back into the chicken. And then you yeah. second fry them to get them crispy on the outside. Yeah. Right. From a from a from a um, a Chinese restaurant owner perspective, you fry a whole wok full of them for the first fry. You put them on a platter. Right. And then heat lamp them. Yeah. <laughs> fry them again for a second order, and then you you get the best of both worlds. It's 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 kind of like two for one. You get mm. it crispy, and then you also it's also convenient. Easier. Yeah. I love it. Oh man, uh, are you guys hungry? I get super I'm hungry. I'm starving. <laughs> Literally, I'm starving. I'm just oh, like, oh man. my god. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kat, you ready? You want me to jump in? Yes, I'm ready now. Okay. So, a recipe from uh, my first book, Modern, Modern Asian Bacon at Home. Baking at home. So, <laughs> street food, chong yao bang. Yes. Yeah. So it has to be chong yao bang, which I learned to make from scratch. From watching Martin Yang in the nineties, nineties, the nineteen yeah. hundreds for the younger listeners. If you have any <laughs> oh young last millennia, so the last millennia. Like so, like you know, it's just it's just flour, <laughs> it's just water, a little bit yeah. of MSG if you want, some chicken powder, and scallions some, and yeah, oil or yeah. lard, like like they make it more um, authentically yeah. in, in China, right? So definitely chong yao bang. It was something that I made for my little sister growing up. Mm-hmm. I was like maybe ten or eleven. I don't remember when. I don't want to date myself, but I'm much older than people might think. <laughs> um, yeah, it was so easy to make, and yeah. it was so delicious, so and good. I was so proud of myself and proud of yeah. seeing Martin Yang on TV. Yeah, that Chong yeah. Yao Bang has such a special place in my heart. I'm sorry that it's D tier, but you know what? It's a common, cheap eat, you know, and it yeah. hits the spot. So Chong yeah. Yao Bang for my love it. D-tier. Yeah. Another one of those generational things, too. You can make with your grandma. You know, you can make it with your kids. So good. Um, Bill, what do you think? You got to let the dough rest. You know, when you when you mix it up, you got to to get flaky. You got to let it rest. Right. You you absolutely have to let it rest. And uh, and I'm glad I'm glad, you know, uh, people out there should follow recipes for this. Right. Because. It, I, I I know it's simple cat, you know, you flour and water, but you know, there's technique to it actually. You know, I, I remember my uh, uncle who worked in one of the restaurants says, he says, goes, you know, I had, I had a chef friend of mine and he went to Taiwan and he learned, it took him two years to learn how to make a good sky and pancake. <laughs> and I was like, get yeah. out of here. You know, I was thinking, no, <laughs> but if you try to make a sky and pancake, uh, there are some subtle techniques technique things that you have to make walk away with a good one because you might be disappointed the first time you make it you know so yeah yeah definitely it's it's, it's, you know you got to put enough oil in it you got to let it rest like you said curtis and uh um you know sometimes you got to put a little bit of hot water and make it make a little bit softer you know it it Hmm. depends you know there's different variations and different methods yeah. There's like lines upon lines in China for this one guy's scallion pancake um, restaurant or store. And he does it, his way is that he would pan fry it and then he would put it into a really hot oven afterwards. Oh. Yeah, and it made I it like extra a, hot and crispy. I think that's, that's a, a good Shanghainese method. Thing. It's a Shanghainese thing because when I first uh, met Judy and her father used to say that, he, he's, oh, you fry this... Uh, 
and then you, you, you put it next to the stove into the oven. And uh, we actually have a video on our blog about the Shanghai Nice pancake. And this guy, you know, I have, we have him on video and he's, he makes him like, uh, he makes him every day su such a master at it. And yes, mm. they, they fry it in oil and then they put it, um, actually, it's like an oven, but it's it's kind of outside uh, underneath the flame and, and, and it bakes for a while. And mm -hmm. Yeah, the lines, like Kat said. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah, go check out Kat's book. Get a recipe for Chung Yo Bing. Or you can go to the blog. I'm sure you guys have recipes over there as well. But, yeah, make them at home. Try different recipes. Try your technique. Different for every climate, I'm sure, you know, depending on the humidity, depending on the heat outside. But, yeah, you got to make them yourself. Or get a go wait in line in China. It's up to you. <laughs> All right, I got a pick here. Uh, it's got to be on the list. Uh, it is one of the classic takeout or dim sum dishes that you would get. Uh, it's not even a dish. It comes in a little tray probably. We are talking about, in Chinese you say spring rolls. In English you say egg rolls. But I'm going to go with the, with the egg roll. I think it is one of the more perfect bites of food out there. <laughs> you get the crispy on the outside. And, you know, don't get the one that's battered. That's that's a little too, even for me, it's a little too Americanized. So you got to get the- Are people battering their egg rolls? Uh, like it, like it. Like at Panda, like the, at, at those places, they have them kind of they battered. Do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what I'm going to be looking up after this. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you got to get the wrapper. You got to you got to fry it. And uh, for those Bay Area people out there, we have a few listeners out here. Uh, San Jose, go to King Egg Roll. That's the place to go, and you just get them. They're ready to go when you get them, and so good. And they can be even a little. A little, I don't want to say gravy, but they can, they're not totally dry on the inside. If you get a good one, they're a little juicy. They have vegetables, they have some meat. You can get a vegetarian if you like, but I like the ones with a little bit of meat in them. Uh, not too fat, not too skinny. You got to find that ratio of, you know, thickness on your, on your egg roll, but it's one of the more popular dishes in the world and got to have them on this list, right? There you go. I, so, Curtis, are you talking about? Spring rolls? Or are you talking about egg rolls? See, I see. I'm a little confused. I did a little research. So I'm talking about spring rolls. I think. Yeah, because that was going to be my one skin, correction right? for you. The thin skin. The crispy. Yeah, yeah, thin yeah. crispy. But see, then the Vietnamese restaurants have been saying spring roll to mean the the soft one with the rice paper. And I'm not talking about oh, that. Oh, that summer roll though. Yeah, that's, that's a summer roll. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's a summer roll. Yeah. yeah well, they know. have fried ones. It's called cha jiu. And, yeah, and usually you get like little hunks of them, and and that's fried in rice paper, like you said, Curtis. Okay, spring rolls that you're talking about have a little bit of gravy in them, and they have the very thin, and they're not. It's not rice. It's it's, it's also a wheat roll that uh, that's very crispy. That's what you get yeah. a dim sum. Yeah, and then okay. the egg roll is the outright, you know, uh, egg based. Uh, the bubbly skin. Yeah, like the bubbly skin. Uh, and the cabbage and the celery and the, yeah. and, and, you know, the, um, the pork inside and sometimes shrimp that you get at, uh, at your Chinese takeout restaurant. Okay. You know, that could be a regional thing. So do you guys see like Chinese at like a Chinese American takeout spot? Like, do you mostly get a, like, let's say you order an egg roll. Okay. Like, do you get the thin, crispy spring roll type thing that you're talking about, or do you get like what the like the thicker one? Like the thicker bubbly. I think it's the thicker one. Yeah. 
Okay. So okay, I'm talking yeah. about the spring roll then. I'm talking about the spring okay, roll. Okay. Okay. Got you. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm, I'm I mean, not totally opposed to an egg roll. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we just did a big uh, re up on our egg roll post because there's a lot of, the egg roll isn't what it used to be. <laughs> ah, okay. So, I mean, it's natural that you've picked spring roll because egg rolls are just kind of, uh, the average egg roll that you get out is just not as good. It's a little doughier, yeah. It's yeah. doughy. It's There's not as much sasu pork bits in it. Mm-hmm. And it, like shrimp is like over. There used to be, it used to be like the pork and shrimp egg roll. Now that's like so rare if you do get shrimp it's like tiny like minuscule so we we like yes 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 we we like making them at home because we Uh do like big chunks of shrimp big chunks of tasu yeah yeah and it's just so good so good but we love we love both spring roll and egg roll so curtis on the spring roll uh there's two there's you know a lot two types there's kind of like the cantonese spring roll where you know you've got some pork you've got some mushrooms you've got uh you've got more like sometimes bamboo shoots and, uh-huh. and but and then there's the shanghainese type that basically has like uh napa cabbage and uh and pork and and it, and it's a little bit more uh uh like a cornstarchy saucy thing which, which one uh, did you prefer well, I, i'm i'm probably more southern in my in my liking and taste, but I'm not opposed to a Shanghai lumpia for sure. <laughs> Those are good. Very good, very good. But, yeah, uh, hey, yeah. That's another one that's it's kind of like uh, rice. There's all different kind of variations. There's all different variations to it. All See, right. Also, the fact that you live on the on the West Coast, I you do. get more of the Filipino can't. flavor. Filipino like the lump- yeah. lumpia is like the Filipino term for the spring roll, and they have their own style yeah. and yeah. So yeah, and then there's the Vietnamese version. Uh-huh. So it all it is it is confusing. <laughs> it, it can get muddled yeah. uh, quickly, but no, that... it, regardless, it's all fried. It's all yummy. It's all okay. yummy. <laughs> All right, we gotta wrap this up, but uh, let's let's all throw one more thing on. Uh, is there one thing on your list that would be a travesty not to include? A travesty, and you not can put it at any tier. You can put it at any tier. Let's go backwards this time. Let's go Lingji this time. Um, all protein, no carbs. Chinese barbecue skewers. Bam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm shocked, Lingji, that you didn't go hot pot. I thought of that as more of like a all-encompassing style as opposed to like a dish dish okay okay but so you're going meat skewers for your your throw-in pick here all right like a like a meat skewer like a like a chuar yeah or yeah yeah. okay okay okay, yeah yeah gotcha gotcha all right cat you got one one more thing to throw on the list i'm like so hungry i could throw anything on the list right now um (laughs) let me see um okay yeah waffles yeah, mm-hmm. those are good. Egg bubble waffles. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hong Kong bubble waffles. Bill, you want to throw something on the list that we missed? You know, uh, maybe I'm a classic Chinese takeout guy, and you know, I I, I often go out to lunch, and I'm like, you know, all the one of those uh, forty five thousand places that are out there, and I'll, I'll order something. <laughs> Nobody said sesame chicken. Yeah, I know, right? Like a. You know, I'm like kind of like uh, you know, you go to a a, a popular restaurant. Yeah, it has a mix of you know Chinese yeah. menu and, and and American menus. Yeah, 
and the place is like filled. The, the, all, all the tables have sesame chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had a trivia question. Most popular Chinese takeout food is, you know, either General Tso's or orange chicken or, or sesame chicken, some version of that fried with the sauce on it. So good. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Yeah, you almost can't go to a Chinese takeout without getting it. It's almost like obligatory. <laughs> you have to go right? get it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to throw in, oh, it was Caitlin. Uh, you have one more pick you want to throw on here? I'm going to say milk bread. Milk bread base, like bows and like okay. sweets and stuff like that. That that was one where I was like, I kind of want to put it on. But when push comes to shove, the chicken and the pork always wins for me. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. No, it's that's good. That's definitely an important category, the, yeah. the Chinese bakery. Yeah. And I, I was going to throw on the suyuk or the, the roast pig. Mm-hmm. You know, guys, single guys out there, don't mess up on this. If you marry a Chinese girl, you got to bring over a roast pig to her house as kind of like a dowry, right? It's kind of like the way. I actually did that. I had to bring right? in like a whole suckling pig. Yes, yes. You I have to. This that's, part. that's awesome. Yeah. Wait, that's great. You, there's, there's places that specialize in They'll have the little wooden tray you bring it in there and they have the little low paw bang and stuff you bring it in there. So. But you can also just get it by the pound too. Just go to your, you know, the same place you get your chasu and your sungap. You can get your suyuk at a uh, hard to make. But Billy, I'm sure you got a recipe. You got to poke the skin. What do you got to do? We do. That's Sarah's recipe that uh, she was responsible for executing. You know? uh-huh. uh, well, yeah. well, what she, what she does is her newest trick. So there's been a couple iterations over the past decade. Is that she like flash poaches the skin. And then it makes it easier to puncture the skin because uh-huh. if you're at home yeah. and you're using a fork, it can get kind of dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And you might accidentally stab yourself. But yeah. um, then you puncture the skin, and then uh, you know the seasoning and crisping ensues. Yeah. Yes. You got an air fryer recipe for that? Can you air fry your soup? <laughs> Uh, you can. We've seen other people do it. We don't have an air fryer specific recipe, but they're they're definitely out there. Okay. I do. Cat I need one. There <laughs> you go. There you there go. You yeah. Because you it. don't need five pounds of it, right, Cat? You just need like a, a strip for your family. It's probably good yeah. Enough. No, you don't need five pounds of cereal in the air fryer. The air fryer is kind of small too. You can't yeah. put all five pounds in there. Yeah. All right. All right. If we audience out there, if you're not hungry at this point, you know, you're not you're not alive. <laughs> Either you just ate or you're not alive. But we come up with a great list. I'm counting on Caitlin to send me the list later because I can't remember everything. But I think we came up with a pretty good list. We probably left. I'm sure. I mean, this is a four thousand year old cuisine. We left off a few things, I'm sure. But uh, we did what we could. We we named the ones that we liked the best. So everyone out there, send me your your recommendations. If we left anything off, go ahead and send me an angry email and let me know what we left <laughs> off. Uh, no, actually send it to Worst Asian Pod. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't direct all the hate <laughs> at me. But if you think I should eat rice, you can tell me that in the yeah, DMs. <laughs> send send yeah. Linji your, your carb uh, carb loving pictures uh, over at Worst Asian Pod. Uh, thank you to my guest, the host of the Worst Asian Podcast. Thanks for coming on, Linji. Thanks for having me on, Curtis. Always a pleasure. And Kat Lu with her new book, Modern Asian Kitchen, coming out in April. Uh, go buy Modern Asian Bacon at home as well. And thank you for coming on, Kat. As usual, always a pleasure. Thank you, Curtis. And we'll talk your new book soon, maybe in spring. Okay, we'll have you on. Don't worry, we'll, we'll talk more about Kat's new book coming soon. And to one half of the folks over at uh, Walks of Life, we have Bill and Caitlin Lung. Thank you both for coming on. Bill, thanks for your knowledge, man. Sure thing. Lots of fun, Curtis.
Yeah. And Caitlin, always a pleasure to talk to you. You always have good takes on everything. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. All right. So everyone out there, you can follow our, our guests out there. You know where to find them at Subtle Asian Baking on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can follow Caitlin and Bill over at The Walks of Life or online at thewalksoflife.com. And uh, shout out to Judy and Sarah. You got a couple picks in there too, Judy and Sarah, even though you weren't here in person. <laughs> we we uh, got some young family picks in there. So that just about does it. I hope we made you hungry. And I hope that you go out and get some Chinese food or make it at home by yourself. Uh, send us an email at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com or you know how to message us over on Instagram at infatuationpodcast. And, uh, you know, we'll put some of these pics up on our Instagram so you can see some pictures or uh, just a list of what we have. So as usual, thank you all for listening. And on behalf of Kaylin, Kat, Lingji, and myself and... Sifu Bill, thank you for coming along. <laughs> we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Until we talk to you again, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. bye.